0: Welcome to The Karma of It All, an extension of Complex Intuition, where we give advice, guidance, and support to those going through karmic, toxic, and traumatic situations in relationships. I, of course, am your host, Miss Complexity. And guys, today, I know I promised you the story, so I'm going to just tell it how I know it. But this is from, I'm going to tell it how I know it, but I'm telling it from my perspective, from my facts that I have retrieved from living, and from what was told to me from these women themselves. Now, these women, these two women are in my life, so I'm going to get that cleared out the way right now. These two women... That I'm going to tell stories about have been in my life ever since the day I was born. Okay. So I know of these women and it's from my perspective and from what they have told me. So I'm putting it all together. Now anybody who can figure out who these women are, you can go to them yourself and ask them for information but um the only reason why I didn't invite them to be on the interview is because two things. They are toxic and tend to lie a lot <laughs> and they would probably somehow try to sabotage my my entire show. So this is why I did not ask them to come on to the show But I am going to talk about it because spirit has put it on my soul to voice my opinions. And of course, I know one of them is definitely listening very hard. So, if that is you, you are more than welcome to connect with me. You know my number. Call me and we can discuss it. And maybe without you trying to sabotage or destroy I can put you on the show and you can tell it yourself. Tell your story yourself. Alright? So I wanted to get that out the way. Because I don't want anyone saying that I'm lying. I don't want anyone saying that the stories are bogus. I don't want anyone saying, you know, bad-mouthing me in a way that is untrue. But I'm going to tell these two stories from my perspective and from the... Words that these women have given me about their own lives. Alright? So, first story. First story. I'm going to try not to make it so long. I'm going to try to really make this 20 minutes. If I can't, then this is going to be a special. It is very hard to grow up in life without a mother. We talk about growing up in life without a father. the time right usually the fathers are not there and you know we've come accustomed to that but when you grow up without a mother it is very difficult to figure out your way in life okay Mothers are supposed to be there, they're nourishing, they're they, they, they are supposed to be caring, they're supposed to be um, your mother. I mean, you're not supposed to have resentment towards your mother and all that good stuff. She's supposed to be the nurturing one of your life to show you how to love, to show you how to, you know, to bring out the goodness in you. Well, what happens when you don't have that? And nowadays, things are so different, whereas the men are our mothers. You know, things have changed so much. Um, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but men are more masculine, but they do carry the feminine traits. And they do have feelings. (laughs) Um, They can love just as well as a woman can. And they can nurture just as well as a woman can. So if you are growing up with fathers who are mothers, or uh, motherly, you know, more power to you, that's great. But these two women, especially this first one, she grew up without a mother. Um, this woman, she is more of a masculine energy. Um, she's not very, you know, she can not be feminine, but she's, she, her masculine energy outweighs her femininity, and her mother passed away when she was 16. Growing up, she didn't know, you know, the good things in life, you know, she lived in the hood, you know. Um, New, Newark, New Jersey, you know, so she really had a rough upbringing. Her mother had the disease called sickle cell anemia, from what I understand, and she stayed, you know, intoxicated a lot simply because of her pain, her issues, you know, you know, with, with sickle cell, but I found out that her mother... Was also. A herbalist. And she used lots of herbs. And she was very spiritual. Um, she. Taught. My, she taught this woman. A few things of the trade. And. Um, her mother used to love to read. Her mother used to love to. Uh, she was very beautiful. Men would flocked to her, and they fell in love with her quickly. Um, She eventually uh, had my mother, yes, this is about my mother, (laughs) okay, she eventually succumbed to her sickle cell. And back then, we didn't have the proper, um, you know, medicines, the proper ways to take care of sickle cell back then. Um, medicines and uh, health technologies have advanced quite greatly since this woman has passed away. And now... As I was saying, she would always be intoxicated because of her illness. And the intoxication caused her not to be at family functions or, you know, school functions for this woman. Okay. So this woman basically grew up by herself. And then with her mother. Um, when her mother succumbed to her illnesses and passed away This young lady was on her own At age 16 Can you imagine your mother leaving you at age 16 You're in school And you know you come home just to hear that Your mom has been you know succumb to her illnesses. And you're on your own now. She had an older brother. But her older brother was. Um, her older brother was hard of hearing. And um, he was always gone. He was 10 years older than her. She had another brother. Who was older than her. But it was on her father's side. It wasn't from her mother. So she had a lot. Uh I called her the Belle, you know, Belle, because it was more like she had a whole bunch of mafia brothers, but she was the only female in the family, you know. And it was just amazing to me how she managed, you know. She claims that she moved from friend house to friend house. Um, she did the best that she could. Like I said, her brothers were older and grown and she's 16 trying to make ends meet you know trying to do the best that she could she eventually found a family that took her in and made her their own and she ended up meeting a man and she liked that man the man was leaving he was in the military and she ended up having a child by that man The man left her, you know, he was in the military, he was never home or around, you know, so she was also there taking care of her child by herself. Um, She did have a cousin that helped her, they were more like sisters, they did the best that they could together, but there was a lot of jealous animosity between the two, Um, but they helped each other, you know. She had a, a daughter, and her daughter ended up having the same disease as her mother. The reason for this is because the disease is hereditary, okay? So, with that being said, she did the best she could. She didn't have much family, and then she decided, you know, to move to Florida because of the family, the little family that she did have was here. She accidentally met her aunt while she was working down here and when she in down here in florida cuz we are in florida she she um accidentally met her mother her while well, she was working down here and that's how she found out about her father's more, it's amazing you know There had to be the powers that be well this woman because of her upbringing and the things that she had to go through with her mother She didn't know exactly how to take care of her daughter. If your mother was to pass away from the same disease that your daughter has, your best bet is to try to do everything in your power to not let that happen to her. Right? But see, that's the deal. That's the problem. When you get accustomed to the regular routine of taking care of a child because you are in fear of what could happen, it can it can, actually become a toxic situation. This woman held on so tight to her daughter that she wouldn't let her experience some of the things in life. She did the best that she could. Okay. Now her daughter went on to be A bit famous She was on TV In magazines uh, She was the star of the show But then her daughter ended up going into a coma For some reason Actually I know the reason But I'm just not going to disclose that here um, She also ended up Coming out of the coma But she was a little Impaired when she did And after the coma, she ended up being, you know, scared. Her mother ended up being scared that possibly something majorly might happen to her, so she held on even tighter to her daughter. So tight that her mother would not let her even go to her own prom when prom came because she was embarrassed about the things that people would say for her going, her daughter going to the prom by herself. Nowadays, that's no thing. Prom, you go to the prom by yourself. You, you meet your friends there. you all good. But I don't know. She was very adamant about that. In my point of view. Okay, this is my point of view, guys. I feel that this woman was a bit jealous of her daughter. A bit didn't like her daughter because of all the attention that her daughter received... Um, Things that her daughter did that was totally different from what she did. And, you know, she kind of just didn't like her daughter. But she loved the daughter, but she didn't like her daughter. This woman held on to her daughter so strong that she would pay her boyfriend or child's father, you know, to step out of the situation in order for her to take control of this child's life and her children's lives. I find that very toxic. Okay. Not being able to let go. Now, mind you, this woman had another child. This child, had um, she had a, a son. She did not do the same thing to the son that she did to her daughter. The son was able to... Uh, travel all over the place, do what he wanted to do. But the problem was the son became a little envious of the sister, his sister simply being a daughter, you know. And you know, you guys know that people who do that, when, when someone brags so much about one person, it makes other people envious. Well, she didn't realize that that's what she was doing, but that's what she was doing. And um, the son became a bit envious. <sighs> Either which way, this woman's toxic ways of holding on to her daughter currently are now beginning to diminish. Simply because the daughter has finally woken up and seen what was happening between her and the mother and the family all together. So, now that things are falling apart for the structure that she wanted her daughter to go, well, hey, her daughter's a grown woman, so is her son, but she just can't control the situation anymore, and that is breaking her down, okay, this is all about control, she's... Always known to be controlling simply because she doesn't want anything to happen to her children. She doesn't want anything to happen because she already experienced death so many times with her father, her mother, you know, her brother, and everybody else. So she is stuck. She. Um, also is a shapeshifter. Both of these women that I'm going to be talking about are shapeshifters. They pretend to be one way on the outside, but on the inside they are really not who they tend to be. They are very manipulative, um, because they are masculine energies that seek to control situations and when they can't control situations well, hey. they pull out the dollar bills and when you're able to pull out the dollar bills to get people to do what you want them to do you know that's that's toxic that's karmic that's not that's not good but they're not realizing the trauma that they're putting on the people that they're doing this to unbeknownst to them this is abuse unseen right So, the woman is still living, and the daughter has broken away, and, um, I can't really tell you exactly what's going on right now with them, but I've noticed that the structure that they built so strongly, um, on with this woman, this woman, is no longer as strong as it used to be. I believe that her daughter was a, uh... Generational curse breaker. I believe that her daughter was a black sheep of the family. I believe her daughter was the one that was supposed to change the structure of the family. And she did that. But we're not talking about her daughter. We're talking about her. So this is her story. And I'm going to go ahead and move on to the second story. Guys, this one is already 20 minutes long. So, I'm going to go ahead and move over to the second story. You guys, check that out. Um, That was just the basics of why and how she became a toxic person. It, It all stems from no upbringing with her mother and going through death and things like that with her mother. That she felt that she had to take control of every situation. Which makes her a toxic mother. Alright? Alright, so moving on to part two. I'll see you over there in a minute. Hold on. Part two. Guys, this story is about another mother who also grew up in New, New York, Newark, Newark, w, Jersey. Um she's uh, she's very toxic but her story is different. Her mother passed away on her but she was a little older. She was tossed from one family to another, from one family member to another family member to another family member. She was always looking for love. Um her father basically had her And um, he had another child before her, but he was not really ever there for his child, okay? He was spending more time with his other family. And uh, this could be toxic uh, for, this actually could be traumatic for a young girl growing up, especially in the hood, in the projects back in those days. Her mother was um, addicted to drugs. And, you know, the the crack epidemic, the PCP epidemic back in those days were sky high. So this woman, um, her father decided that he didn't want her to be with his mother anymore. That he decided to have his mother take care of her so she moved in with her grandmother and her grandmother took care of her the best that she could you know and um she had her aunts there but her father was not there and she longed to have her father there she loved her father so much you know she needed her father and he was not there for her Her mother treated her very badly. She made her take care of kids, her her sisters and brothers on her own, you know. It was just very difficult. And she was a little child. She didn't need to be taking care of somebody else's kids, you know. Sometimes they ate, sometimes they didn't, you know. It was a poor lifestyle, and it was wrong. It was wrong. I don't care what you say. It was wrong. But when you are... Overcome by the drug epidemic. And you have that demon inside of you. You guys know the story. You know. It is what it is. So she did the best she could. Her grandmother grew her up with the knowledge. That she gave her own children. But she really just longed for her father. She was always on her own. And her story kind of reminds me of um, Winter. That that, um, book by... Sister Soldier reminds me of winter, you know, winter was always on her own, but it is what it is, she did the best that she could, she ended up getting pregnant, she had her first child, she she got pregnant a couple of times, but she did end up getting pregnant and had her first child, she came to see her father every time that she had a new child, she ended up with three children, and I'm going to tell you like this, she did the best that she could, I don't give a, she did the best that she could. She raised her kids by herself the best that she could. She was very manipulative to people because that's how she figured that's how she had to live. Because no one taught her to be that caring, you know, loving lady, you know how it is, that nurturing mother. She saw what she saw and she did what she did to survive, period, point blank. Her thing was to manipulate people, okay, to do what she wanted them to do. She was very sexual. She used, uh, I believe both of these women actually had a um, succubus demon within them. Because the first woman that came within to her, I will talk about that on another another day, on another show. But this current woman... She uses sex as a means to get what she needs, and who can blame her? That's what she saw her mother do, you know? So she grew up with three kids, and she was struggling. She was struggling, and she decided that she was no longer going to be broke, ever freaking again. She got tired of it. These niggas don't act right. They don't want to pay their child support. They don't want to help her. But she did the best that she could. She had three kids. Okay. She grew up... putting padlocks on the food. She didn't want her kids to eat up her out of house or home. Things like that. She put cameras in her house. Very controlling. I'm telling you. It was another story of control. She put cameras around her house... To watch her kids, you know, because she felt that her kids were betraying her. That That is her number one thing. That, that right there is the number one thing. Betrayal. She's been so betrayed by every person she ever freaking trusted that she had no choice but to think everybody was out for her. Out to get her. Okay? This is another demon that she carries within her simply because of the fact that that's how she grew up. She grew up this way, guys. You know, she needs to get help. Both of them need to get help, but it it is what it is. They're older, they're grown. Who's getting help now? She finally developed a relationship with her father. But she was despising her sisters and her brothers because they had their father. I don't even want to go into the males, the older brother that's over her. Who despised all three of his brothers and sisters. Or four of his brothers and sisters. Because his father left. And then we can get into the story about the father. <laughs> if only I could have enough time. But this woman grew up her kids. Now you can't say that she did not do what she needed to do. Her kids had food in her, food in their stomachs. Clothes on their back. And um, a place to stay. Okay. She grew up with kids. I don't think she beat her kids. I don't believe that she beat her kids. But her abuse was more of a psychological abuse. Um, like I said. She would put cameras in her house. Pat lock the food up. You know. Things like that. But I don't believe. That she. Would beat her kids. I never heard any stories about that, but this woman, she did the best that she, she did the best that she could, um, she became money hungry though, both of these women became money hungry, and even though they were strapped, you know, they grew up poor, they, they always had money in the end, in the end, you couldn't tell them shit because they, they got money, Whether they got it through sexual favors. Whether they got it through. uh, Manipulating others. Being devious in a way. They got their money. So. I don't believe that they shared their money. Their basic things was. You know. Self-indulgement. But. Because of the way that she grew up. And the the routines that she set for her kids became traumatic for her kids and she became a toxic mom to the point where one of her kids ran away from her the other kid slices her um, uh, self, self, self mutilates herself And the other kid, he just, you know, a wee (laughs) hit. But, um, they all needed a way to escape the trauma that they were going through. The psychological trauma that they were going through with their mother. Um... This woman, she never used drugs. She never used drugs. She never drank. Trust me, she never drank. I tried to make her drink one beer and that did not work out. (laughs) That did not work out. She stayed away from drugs because she knew that's what killed her mom and damaged her father. So I want to say that these two women were very, very, very smart. When I say smart, I mean on the rules, every time. Um, They can outsmart anybody on anything. That's why they're so very good at manipulating people. Okay. They can see things before you can tell it to them. They know your reaction, your thoughts before you can give it to them. Remember the first lady, she was a, a daughter of an herbalist. Okay. They both are. Intuitive. They both are what I call. Witches. Not bitches. But witches. Witches. Behind closed doors. They are. Uh, they have that skill. Okay. But they don't let people know. But I know. And. um These women. I want. I want to say this Even though I do not like the way that they are toxic I do not like the fact that they mm, Are like they are I do understand Why they are The way they are And I wish that They would have gotten help But because now it's kind of too late And they're grown and they're old And they're stuck in their ways I just Feel as if it is what it is. And now they have to stay away from each other. Uh, they don't like each other, as a matter of fact, to be honest. They do not like each other at all. They, they claim that they do. Oh, I like you. Let I me mean, stop lying. <laughs> they claim that they do. But they're two just alike women. They want to control their children's lives. They want to be in their children's lives. And if their children don't let them be in their lives, they feel as if they've lost hold or touch. So they try to manipulate other people around them with finances and money to try to get into their children's lives. It's just not cool. They're just alike. Um... They're the type of women that, I took care of your kids, so I deserve the money. Money hungry, like I told you. I took care of your kids, so I deserve your child support. I took care of your kid, so I deserve to get tax write-offs and tax, um, the child tax credit. I did it, so it's me. If it wasn't for me, you would be here, you know, type of stuff. Very controlling, very manipulative, very toxic witches who are money hungry and have very living out of their masculine energies. Okay, masculine energies. I have told these stories, these two stories, simply because these are the stories that are a part of my life. And these two stories are, I guess, kind of glossed over them. But in reality, if you guys were ever to meet these women and you are intuitive, you would see right off the bat that they are witches. And they are exactly who, shapeshifters who could tell you, I mean, you could just tell. Okay. Now, here is something that I... I've grown to feel I love both of these women unconditionally. Okay? But I cannot fuck with them. I cannot deal with them. I don't want to be around them. I don't like their energies. I don't want to be manipulated anymore um, by these two women. They always would put me down, laugh at me. Uh, treat me some sort of way, and I didn't appreciate it. So I have cut these women off a long time ago. Um, they have manipulated me in so many ways; it's impossible. They have stolen from me. They have lied to me. They have done shit behind my back, you know. So I have cut myself away from this whole entire. Um, These two women and their families. Um, I had no choice. But I love them. To death I do. I do love them. And I do understand why they are the way that they are. They've done the things that they've done. Um, It is what it is. I'm respectful for these women. But I can't fuck with them. Because they are toxic. They are karmic. And they are very traumatic. <laughs> um, that can cause your life to, to just be a roll of shit if you give them the opportunity. Even though they they come off as being nice, soft hearted, they they come off as being the type of people that want to help you, but in the end they're not helping you unless they're getting something out of it. So, um These are my two stories of two women. And like I said, I know y'all are listening. If you wanted to be able to tell your story, honestly, you know where to find me. I would be glad to put it on the airways that you can tell your true story yourself. Because I know I left out a whole gang of a lot of stuff. But it would be very interesting that you guys would get on the show. But... I just don't want you guys to destroy my show because of what I do. So many times you guys have destroyed everything that I've done and I don't think it's fair. That's why I stay away from you guys. But these are the two stories of two women that are toxic. And um, if you know these women that I'm talking about, you can go and ask them yourself. Or you can bring them on a show. Like I said, I don't mind. So this is where we are. Everybody knows uh, that I I don't like to talk about other people like that. But um, I also have a story. I'm a karmic. I used to be a karmic. And I would love to talk to you guys about that as well. But it's going to be another day, another time. I got out of being karmic. When I became awakened to the things in the life that I lived, and most of the time, it revolved around these two women, okay? And, of course, a man that really couldn't stand me at all, but it's all good. We're not going to get into me. This was a story about two toxic women. So, with that being said, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the little run, my mouth running show. And the two stories that I've given. If you have any questions. Please by all means. Put them in the email. Or send it to me. Somehow get it to me. Ask me. Let me know. Um, You can find me on all the social medias. Under at the karma of it all. And um, I'll be here to talk to you guys more. About whatever it is you want to talk about. But at this point in time. This will be the end of these stories. These are two stories of toxic women who are much controlling, much manipulative. And it's all because of their upbringing. And this was what brings me to do this podcast. The whole podcast is about the karma of it all. Okay. And these women are um, a part of why I do what I do. To help others heal. They have not healed yet. They refuse to heal. They're stuck in their ways, as I already said. So, that's where we are. With that being said, I thank you all for tuning in. This is the Karma of It All, an extension of Complex Intuition, where we give advice, guidance, and support to those going through karmic, toxic, and traumatic situations. As always, y'all know what the deal is. Each one, teach one, remain true. To you. Deuces.